Hey everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Official Gears Podcast, where we're talking about everything from mouse ears to butterbeers, and all those other vacation destinations in between. It's Brian and Alan here, I want to thank you for joining us again as we jump into episode 55. Uh, again, we're following up, or finishing up, I guess, on our um, World Showcase series. So uh, we've been talking about our World Showcase and all the different pavilions that you can find as you go around. So uh, this, we're going to finalize World Showcase on this episode. Um Hope you've been enjoying that. How's it going, Brian? Pretty good. We got a uh, busy week coming up this week for us, but uh, things have been pretty going pretty well. Um, nothing too big, but uh, we did purchase our Legoland tickets yesterday, so the kids are excited about that. Um, nice. Yeah, we're we're heading down to Legoland in uh, October. Uh, we're going to do Universal and Legoland. I think I've mentioned that you know once before, but uh, got our tickets finally for Legoland. I've just been kind of waiting thinking Blaine's on that verge of maybe being a little too old for it, but uh, they're excited. So we're, he, we're he might be, he's on the verge of being old, but he's, you know, he's still very Lego oriented, yes. but he oh, might yeah. be a little, little for the park. We'll see how that goes. So. Yeah. Uh, we're not staying at one of the Lego land resorts. Um, we did look at them. They do look extremely amazing, but we're just going to Lego land for one day. So um, we're just going to take a, uh, hopefully the shuttle will be running from international drive and we can just hop on that. If not, we'll, um, probably just take an Uber or a car service because trying to rent a car for that time is, uh, absolutely ridiculous at this moment. So <laughs> but hopefully that shuttle yeah. be running. So, yeah, I'm off to Dallas for a couple of days this week. So by the time, uh, the episode actually airs, I'll be returning home. So <laughs> yay for everybody. Uh, but you know how Dallas bad. was. I like, I like, no, it's not too bad. Uh, most of the time when we travel, I'm pretty close to the airport, but I actually haven't seen my boss from my day job, uh, face to face in a little over a year. So, uh, going out there and catch up with the boss and one of my coworkers. So got a couple little projects we're working on and it's kind of nice to meet face to face every now and then and go over a few things. So yeah, just popping out there for a couple afternoons. So very cool. That'd be good. They, uh, we've got yeah. Blaine's birthday, uh, is Friday's the 23rd. So when this drops, um, Blaine will be 11. And, uh, oh my gosh! His, I know celebrating his birthday <laughs> on uh, on Sunday. Um, He's getting close to a teenager. Uh-oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he eats like one. So, <laughs> that yeah. He's an eleven year old. Sure. Uh, so uh, I think we're gonna try to take him to see Space Jam this Friday and see uh, see how he likes it. Um, I made him watch the original one with Michael Jordan the other day, and <laughs> it was kind of like his first um, taste of Looney Tunes. And he really likes them. Like he, he, I catch him watching Looney Tunes on demand now. And, um, now he's wanting to go around and blow stuff up all the time. And I'm like, yeah, this may have not been the perfect example. (laughs) So, uh, but as you mentioned, um, if you guys missed it last week, we kicked off. No, we didn't kick off. We continued (laughs) our world showcase tour where we, uh, talked about, uh, Morocco, Japan, the American adventure and the Italy pavilions. Uh, I almost said Italian pavilions, but there's only one. So it's just Italy. Um, so if you missed that one, we hope you get a chance to go back and, and check that one out. It was a pretty fun one. For this episode, as you mentioned, we're going to continue through our World Showcase tour. Um, and we're going to be talking about Germany, China, Norway, and the Mexican Mexico pavilions. We're going to be finishing out our World Showcase tour. Um, and I got to say, these, these are some of my favorites. Um I really love these pavilions and I am yeah, excited to talk to them. That's what I wanted to save them for last. Uh, the food is great. The shopping, the experiences you have just walking around the pavilions. Um, 
And then the attractions are some of the best ones they have, not just in World Showcase, but all of Epcot. Well, we started talking about this in the series, and I was like, you know, I really like Epcot. I always knew I liked Epcot, but then, mm-hmm. yeah, we start talking about each pavilion, and I'm like, there's so much about Epcot that I really like that you don't like pay attention until you start talking about it. Yeah, like yeah, Epcot's great, and they're like, what's great about it? I don't know the food, and like, <laughs> but yeah, each each attraction, each pavilion has got something special and something different, and it's it's just really unique, and it's it's so different from any of the other places you could go. Yeah, so it, it's this has been a really kind of reminder of hey this is why we like epcot it's yes. been fun and it's only going to get better when on the street performers and live bands and entertainment come back. yes exactly um, that is a huge part of epcot so keep our fingers crossed that that's in the works hopefully yes. if you've missed those couple episodes so you haven't tuned in and uh you know you're kind of wondering you know what are we talking about what what's Epcot? what's world showcase where you uh, been so world showcase yeah first of all hopefully you catch back up with us because this is great um but World Showcase is the back half of Epcot, basically. It's that it's all those countries around the lagoon back there. And like I said, we just we, I really enjoy Epcot and I didn't really put my finger on why until we started talking about it. But, you know, there's always great festivals going at Epcot. You have, um, you know, the Festival of the Arts. You have Flower and Garden, which just ended. You've got Food and Wine, which just started. Um, then you have Festival of the Holidays that comes in. There's always really great festivals going on. Even when there's not a festival going on and you're just visiting the pavilions, there's great food in all the pavilions. You know, mm-hmm. the, you can get so many different um, types of cuisines from all those different cultures that are out there uh, and really have a great culinary experience wherever you go. Um, but then the food that comes in with those festivals, there's always really cool things that they bring in. Um, the shopping, like where can you go, you know, in the U.S. other than Epcot and feel like you've gone, you know, shopping around the world you can get you know a bag from italy you can get perfume from france you can get you know clothing it just there's it's really cool pretty unique experiences Um, there's great attractions everything you know from actual rides to you know movies that give you a cultural experience that are out there Um, so that's always fun the character meets you know meeting some of these characters when when they're doing this in their sort of home country is always kind of cool so often you would find snow white near germany you would find Belle in france and back now that we've actually seen photos is um jasmine back in morocco so she's meeting socially distanced on a stage but jasmine is back in morocco um so you can go and see there and see her there and get a picture with her or you know social distance picture from with her Uh, and the kidcot stations when we took my nieces, they really enjoyed this. And I think you said the kids did too, mm-hmm. you know, going to those stations and kind of learning a little bit about the, the folks that are there and having an activity um, to do as you go through. Um, it's a lot of fun. And the kids, it brings more to the kids. I know Epcot and World Showcase was never really that big for the kids because kids don't care about food and, you know, what the architecture of each pavilion looks like so much. Um, but I, I, the kids are getting older and they are getting more and more into the food too. Yeah. Um Leslie has talked several times that they almost regret, uh, you know, getting their kids into being foodies because now they get expensive <laughs> when they go to Epcot because yeah. they want to have all those great things, yes. uh, which is, it's great. Op- open them up to new things and try new things and experience things. It's just great. But, you know, it's a really laid back environment. Um, it's just walking around and enjoying and taking some time, sit in each area a little bit, relax, have a drink, have a snack, take, take in the atmosphere a little bit. Um, and especially when all the street performance and the live entertainment comes back, there's so much live entertainment and so many great performers all around Epcot. 
Um, you know, we have a few of them are back, but we're waiting for more and more of them to come back. There's some great entertainers around there. So yeah. that's always really great. Um, yeah. Epcot can just be a lot of fun. And there's a lot of walking and, you know, we haven't really said this, but, you know, there's the the fake reason, uh, the fake pseudonym for what Epcot stands for, right? Everybody knows that Epcot does not stand for every person comes out tired, <laughs> but that's you, what it's been do. for a you long do. time. But it does. There, there's a lot of walking and stuff at Epcot, but if you if you do it right and you just kind of wander and you relax and you enjoy it, it can be a really relaxing, fun day um, <laughs> of snacking and, and chilling out and, you know, taking great photos. There's lots of great photo spots all around Epcot. Um, yeah. It's just a great day to just kind of enjoy. Yeah. One of the questions I get often asked, and you probably do too, is, you know, do I need a full day at Epcot? Yes. And I mean, <laughs> we, we, a lot of times we'll do a day and a half at Epcot, yeah. um, depending on, you know, how many days we're there. But the, the reason why we get that question is because people look at the list of attractions and things to do. And they're like, well, there's, you know, all these, you know, rides or, or attractions, but they're, the lines are never really that long. And, you know, a lot of these are shows, but if you think about Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, and Animal Kingdom even too, like if you go and you're waiting in line at a lot of these rides for, you know, 15, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, um, that adds up when you're at Epcot if you stop in France and you watch The Juggler. Um, mm-hmm. You watch The Magician in Italy. You watch uh, Reflections of China. You watch The O Canada, uh, Impressions of France. Like if you start going and you really sit down, like you said, and, and – just check Experience out the drummers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Check out the drummers in you know, Japan the and Chinese and, acrobats. Yes. Take, take, mm-hmm. take those things in. Um, you're adding up to the same amount of time that you would spend it on like riding roller coasters and rides and things like that at magic, magic kingdom. So Epcot's a really fun laid back roam around experience. Yeah. Sit down and take it in. And the, one of the things we talked about, you know, when we talked about England and the, the United Kingdom pavilion is, even when I was a local and we had our annual passes, the United Kingdom was one of our favorite places to go and sit outside the Rose and Crown pub on the little cafe tables they had there and get beers and just sit and talk to people, just socialize mm-hmm. and talk to people from different places and where are you from? And you know, what are you enjoying? And you just, you just feel like you've gone somewhere. It feels like a vacation, yeah. you know, within a vacation kind of thing. Um, it, it's I, Epcot's fun, it, 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 especially once you're, you know, into your twenties and thirties and you get a little bit older and you can go. And if you're, if you, if you like an adult beverage, Epcot is definitely the place to go. Yeah. Um, but even if you don't, there's so many fun kind of cultural things you can do that are just, it's really nice. Yeah. And, and, you know, we talk about all the new things coming and um, you know, how much it's just going to improve Epcot. You know, Epcot's already great, but you got the Moana experience coming. You've got uh Under construction coming. now. They're starting yeah. on that. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, Remy's, um, Space 220, all those things are coming and supposed to be here within the next year or so. Um, usually when they add major stuff like this to a park, they're taking away things. They didn't really take away all that much to add the stuff that they're adding to Epcot. Like they, we didn't lose the Backlot Tour. We didn't lose um, Toontown. We didn't lose, you know, Old Fantasyland. Um, I mean, they they've added a lot to this park without really taking away any experiences whatsoever. So it's just going to get better. Yeah. There's so many great things coming. It, yeah. It's, it's such a different park. 
I, I can't wait to see the final transformation and how it comes together. Yes. I think, I think it's got a cool opportunity. Yep. All right. So we um, have started making our way around World Showcase. Uh, we came in and we went counterclockwise from the entrance of the park. We went to the right and we started with Canada. And then we went um, past the uh, International Showcase Pavilion there. It's like the, the convention pavilion um, and the festival pavilion. We went through the United Kingdom. Uh, International Gateway, which is that back entrance to the park back there, it goes to the Skyliner and some of the great resorts that are over there. They have cot resorts. We went through France. Uh, we went through uh, Morocco and uh, made our way over to the American Adventure uh, and Japan, the American Adventure and Italy. And so now we've gotten two thirds of the way around. We got our last third of the way to go. So after... Um, after Italy, what's our next pavilion? So after Italy, we're headed to Germany, um, which, you know, geographically is pretty close. And uh, in Epcot, it's the same. So uh, we cross <laughs> over Italy. There's a, before we even get into the country, there is a model train set up that we always have to stop at. And when I say model train, it is, gosh, probably, uh, probably, I don't know, about 250 uh, feet of train track, maybe that all these different model trains go just driving around this little uh, German city. Um, and we, we always joke that Godzilla is invading Germany because there's little tiny lizards that are always running around <laughs> the, 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 the village. And it's just a really cool setup to just sit there and you can step on some uh, over some bridges and walkways and kind of walk your way around the, the I guess it's German town, but... Uh, mm -hmm. It's such a cool little thing to see, especially for, for young boys who are into models and things like that. Um, and I know there's a lot of older men who take the time to soak it in because they, they appreciate that. I just think it's kind of cool. I'm not a big model trained person, but uh, just the size of it and to keep all that up to date and everything is I appreciate the talent that that took. Um, that That's kind of cool. But, and they do keep it up to date. So if you've yeah. noticed when they change out the festivals, the, the little town square, like in the middle of the, the city where the buildings are, there's little um, lights that have signs and banners on them and they swap it out with the festivals that are going on. I had never I noticed, that. noticed that. Yeah, yeah. There's little different festivals that the little banners are usually different based on what the festivals are. I've never I've noticed, noticed that, that before. It's kind of cool. I'll have to look at that. There was one day they had a, a mermaid in there and it looked a lot like the mermaid that was in, um, uh, Peter Pan's flight, the Ariel mermaid. Mm -hmm. So I was like, that's a little interesting, but uh, it, it's not there or it wasn't there last time I looked. So uh, they do, they do play with it. It's not just there and just sits, sits there. It's they, they, they maintain it. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and then you have another friendship dock out there. We talked about the friendship boat dock um, over across from Italy. Uh, no. American Adventure. In between Japan and Morocco. Yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> That's <laughs> somewhere, I mean. somewhere over there. Uh, so I have another one over uh, across from Germany. Um, so those are a couple of cool things to take a, you know, keep a look out. And then when you get into Germany, you are stepping into um, kind of like a, a, to me, it reminds me of a German folktale. Um, like if you kind of are in the Bavarian Alps, I guess. Um, they have some wonderful architecture. They have their German flags um, flying and, and banners hanging from the buildings. 
Um, Germany isn't one of those, I will admit, that I don't spend a whole lot of time in unless I am scoping out the Summerfest or Beer Garden Restaurant, which we're going to talk about. Uh, Summerfest, you can get some Bratz pretzels and uh, German-flavored beer. And then Beer Garden is a little more sit-down uh, with German family style, year-long Oktoberfest basically is what it is, with brats, roasted chicken, some Franks. Not not this Franks. I am not on the menu. Wrong kind of Franks. And now, it's yeah. normally buffet, but yes. due to COVID, it, it is, is family style German right family style. Yeah. But I will tell you, I can be a pretty picky eater sometimes. And I um, I kind of fought going to the beer garden for quite a while because I look at a lot of the food and I'm like, this mm-hmm. does not sound very good to me. I absolutely love going to the beer garden. Yeah. Everything in there is so good. Um, even the, they call it like the warm German potato salad. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like a mashed potato. It, it's just it, everything in there. I, there's very little in there. I will not eat. Yeah. Um, and I, I can be very picky. Um, and so there, there's actually two restaurants I've done that with now. Boma was the other one that I look at the, the ingredients and the, the, uh, menu items and the way they're described. And I'm like, this is so not for me. And I was <laughs> wrong on both of them. Uh, they're, they're two of my favorite restaurants, the beer garden and Boma. Yeah. So uh, I love it. And you can, <laughs> come, I'm sorry, I'm coming back to my theme. You can get liters of beer in there as well. Well, I, I was going to mention that. Like, so I know this is not one of my favorite pavilions just because of, you know, I, I like not a, a big little, drinker. Well, I just like a little bit more for my pavilions. I, I, the Summerfest yeah. uh, is pretty good. I love their pretzels. Um, but then, like I said, you know, the beer garden, it's family style now. But when it's buffet, it's all you can eat. And, you know, you get yeah. your brats, your roasted chicken. Like I said, I am a snack, but I am not on the menu. So, uh, and then you get, it's some still schnitzel. the family style is still all you can eat. Yeah. They just bring it to you instead of, and it's, it's a little more limited menu than what it is normally when it's a full buffet. Cause they have yeah. a lot of choices. Yeah. But uh, looking forward to that one coming back. Cause that yes. is a great, great one. My favorite in Germany is the car, uh, caramel kush. Mm-hmm. Like I love that one because it is basically like a small chocolate factory. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got all the, all these different kind of pastries and chocolates and, German snacks. I mean, I go in there, and especially when we have the dining plan, I'm like, okay, I've got these snacks, but I want to spend like 10 of them in this one spot. Yeah. So they have great caramels in there too, right? Yes. It's yeah. not just chocolate. They have caramel no. kind of things. In there. Yeah. Which hence the name. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but um, I mean, Germany is just one of those that food lovers really like. The food booth for Germany is always a big hit during the festivals. Uh, last time I was there, they had the, um, oh shoot, uh, the short ribs um, with uh, on top of mashed potatoes and some other vegetables and stuff. It, it was pretty good. Um, but then they always have, I cannot remember what it is, but Mike said he has to get a beer from there every single time. Um, the Schoenhofer. Yes. And the, the, the beer stands in Germany are probably more popular than anything else there. So, <laughs> yeah. So I will tell you guys, if, even if you're not a huge beer drinker, um, absolutely try a Schoenhofer or a Schaffenhofer. I'm probably not saying it right. I say Schoenhofer. Um, but think, so what this is, right. it is a tangerine wheat beer. Yes. Um, I'm not a huge citrus drinker for a lot of the citrus beers and things like that. This is an amazing light refreshing beer it's a wheat beer so it's not real heavy it's it's light 
it's not very strong alcohol so it's about three and a half percent alcohol per um per volume so it, it's about the same kind of on content as like a bud light or something along those lines uh, miller they run around three three and a half percent alcohol so not a super strong one um but it is very light it is it definitely has some um tangerine tang to it um but on a hot summer day it is super duper refreshing and they're usually really cold totally totally recommend it even if you're not a huge beer drinker yeah i mean I, I i had one and uh it was I yeah, mean, you drink a whole good. one and you're not a big beer drinker yeah it, it was it was pretty good um you know usually when i when i do grab one it's usually something dark um something a little more heavy and this one it, it was it was pretty good it, it almost didn't taste like beer to me so yeah it really it doesn't have a strong beer flavor to it it yeah. really doesn't but, uh, so that's our difference you tend to go i think for like those porters and stouts kind of like a i like um, i like sam adams and and some things like that that are usually more yeah. um, if you like a sam adams style. a sam adams is a wheat beer typically yeah. so yeah so if you like a sam adams um it's a citrusy kind of that you're gonna love a schoenhofer schoenhofer yeah. however that is yeah but yeah the, the beer stands are very very popular in uh uh in germany so you, you Absolutely. can i think you can get it just about everywhere in germany including the gift shops so <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's a german thing it, it is it is a very german thing so uh speaking of gift shops that is one of the places that i love just going and looking at but when i have kids yeah. i typically skip them because a lot of <laughs> they, they have a lot of glass in Germany. Yes, there's a lot of touchable things in there. Yeah. So there's a tiara stand um, right outside uh, the pavilion. Um, they have some glass ornaments. They have a lot of uh, elegant glassware. Uh, but then you can also get a different uh, assortment of German toys. And you can even get an engraved beer stein while you're there, which I think is pretty cool. A huge too. collection of beer steins. Yeah. So as I say, if you're, if you're somebody that likes collecting things but don't want something that screams disney like the ears or anything like that a bear stein's pretty cool like I, w I would take one of those and put them up on my wall every time i went and they also have a huge selection of really amazing german cuckoo clocks yes yeah they you do want something different in there too yep. they have some amazingly intricate carved cuckoo clocks in there yeah so, uh, no attractions in, in Germany. Um, they do have a kick-out station. They do have a coin press. And you mentioned the meet and greets. Uh, Snow White typically meets, if you are leaving Germany, headed the route that we're taking. So, if you're leaving Germany, headed towards the Ch uh, China Pavilion, Snow White is typically on the backside of the um, Carmel Kush wall. So, yeah, almost kind of outside the pavilion, almost. Yeah, and and her line typically does get a little long. She, I think, other than Anna and Elsa, I think she might have one of the longest lines at Epcot. Yeah, so if you're looking into the Germany Pavilion, it's going to be around to the left, <laughs> to the left side as you're looking in towards the restaurants and things. Yep, yep, yep. She's um, not back yet over there. No, she's been on not. the Princess Cavalcade, but she's not been um, back out by the wishing well yet. Yeah. And, and that's one that I would think they may have to take their time bringing back just because there's no easy setup other than putting up like a kind of like a rope to keep herself dis uh, socially distanced from everybody. Um, Which I mean, if, if Jasmine's back on a small stage yeah. with ropes, they could do it. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what universal has been doing is they've been putting up ropes in small stages. Yeah. So I, I think they could rope her off and just keep people at a distance from her. Yeah. It would be nice to have. It would. It would so uh, 
Well, once we leave Germany, though, we uh, we don't exactly hit our next pavilion right away. There's a, a little interesting spot between pavilions right there, isn't there? Yeah, it's actually one of those expansion plots. It's an area they, they hopefully will put some new pavilion in at some point in Epcot. Um, but right now it is the outpost. And it, it's, it's themed after kind of an African outpost. So um, there was originally some concept about putting in an Africa um, pavilion. And a lot of that artwork moved over and became the Africa section of Animal Kingdom. Mm-hmm. So, and in the uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. So it looks very familiar. But um, over here, there's like a, the village trader. So there is a trader shop. Um, there's similar type things you would find, um, like hats and safari kind of hats and style things you would find at Animal Kingdom over there. There's another coin press. Um, there's an outpost refreshment. Um, the outpost refreshment often has a souvenir sipper cup. Um, I think they had the orange bird over there last time or the bee. can't remember which one was over there, um, but they had a, a souvenir sipper cup. Um, there's big drums over there. The kids love to play on the drums, um, but there's some really cool little art, African art. Um, there's usually a pin station over there, but there's guys that like do hand carved um, African animals and hand painted animals. And yeah, um, I think there's some, some jewelry that's over there. That's kind of all hand done jewelry. Uh, you know, you have the refreshment post and then sometimes there's a kid cot station there as well. Something extra for the kids to do. So it's kind of a nice little place to stop. There's some tables you can sit and relax. Um, when, when you're doing one of the festivals, there's usually booths kind of on either side of this. So it's a great place to, um, grab one of the tables that are out there kind of along the water and, and hang out, um, chill out for a few minutes and enjoy your, your snack, your appetizer. Yeah. Um, that's definitely one of those. Yep. And then... You go across what a lot of people don't realize. You go across a bridge. It's actually a drawbridge. Mm-hmm. And they probably won't be using it as much anymore. It used to be really um, important for the old uh, illuminations, reflections of Earth, because that drawbridge would open. And that's how they would bring in the barges with the fireworks and um, the giant globe. Then they would bring them out from the backstage area at some point during the day when they were preparing for illuminations. So with the new show coming, all of those barges are now permanently moored out in the lagoon. So they may not be going through the drawbridge so much anymore, but you do go across the drawbridge and you move into our next pavilion, which is China. China is a great pavilion too. It's a lot of, a lot of fun to hang out in a couple great dining options. So they have a sit down restaurant called nine dragons. This is table service. Um, So it's sit down Chinese food. They have soup, spring rolls. They have a lot of different flavors of beef, chicken, rice, fish, shrimp, um, t- typical tr- Chinese American Chinese food. Um, and I say American Chinese because the, the kind of Chinese food we get here in the U S is very different from traditional <laughs> yeah. Chinese. If you actually go to China, um, but, but what you're used to Chinese food. Yeah. Um, also right next door is the Lotus Blo- Lotus blossom cafe. It's quick service. We go there quite a bit. Um, you can get orange chicken, chicken fried rice, Mongolian beef, um, it's a nice quick counter service place. Um, We typically get something in share as one of our snack things as we're kind of snacking around Epcot. Um, But we like to get the orange chicken with some chicken fried rice and split that. And uh, we usually get a Sapporo, one of the Chinese um, beers Mm. or a a rice wine we have over there as we split our little orange chicken. Um, There's also the joy of tea and the joy of tea serves eggs rolls and some of their um, teas and specialty drinks. Um, 
I don't know what it is about a Chinese oolong tea. I buy oolong tea at the store sometimes to try and do the same thing. It's not the same. There's something very different about Chinese oolong tea when you get it at a Chinese food restaurant. I don't know what's different about the blend. I love oolong tea. And when I just, I, when I buy it to have it home, I'm not a coffee drinker. I'm a tea drinker. Yeah. It's the oolong I get. I've never found one at home that's the same as I get at a Chinese restaurant. So um, there's a different blend. Yeah. But you can go to the Joy of Tea and get some tea, egg rolls, and some other specialty drinks there. So I, I um, will say this is probably my favorite pavilion to eat in. Um, like the Nine Dragons is, it, it's it's really good food. Um, but you, you, you get almost the exact same thing, but you just get a smaller portion uh, at the Lotus Blossom. Um, when we get the orange, they have a combo, smaller menu choice yeah. at the Lotus Blossom. You definitely so, get more choices when you get to the table service. We, we get the orange chicken combo with the Mongolian beef. And usually I end up because it's so cheap. I usually end up getting both of them. Mm, so, yeah. <laughs> Cause it's yeah, just it's too like, hard to choose from. Well, it's only like 10 or $12 usually too. I think. It, yeah. Yeah. It's not much at all. It's not crazy. Um, so, it's not and, crazy and, and I mean, one Mandy and I could probably split one of those, honestly. And I, that's usually what we do is we split it and we give the kids the rice um, but it's, I mean, it's, it's just so good. And I would much rather eat that, um, and walk around Epcot than possibly, uh, you know, a really big steak at lunch. So, yeah. um, so we'll, we'll, we'll do that. And I mean, it's just really, really good food. And there's usually not a wait for the Lotus Blossom because it's kind of tucked yeah, away no. to the side. People don't really see it there. Um, Nine Dragons is kind of hard to get. Uh, for the table service reservation, but it's not a huge restaurant for table no. service. And, and like I said, the Lotus Blossom, there's not really a wait, and it's just you know you walk. Yeah, up, there's hardly ever. You, you order your food, and then there's plenty of seating right next to you. So um, mm-hmm. it is definitely a top for me at Epcot for for quick service lunch. Yeah, and it's the snacks you can get in there too, like. Um, you can get almond cookies and, and fortune yeah. cookies. Um, I, I will say, like, I don't remember what country it was, but it, it has nothing to do with China. But one of the best uh, food booth um, items I got was the uh, steak taco, but it was in a pancake. So it was, it was steak wrapped in a, in a, in a pancake with, um, you know, some toppings on it. And it, it was really, really good. But I, I don't think it was a China food booth item. I, I think it was another Asian uh, concoction, I, I'll say. Uh, it was really good, but it was right there at the China Pavilion. So hmm. I don't know if that, that sounds good, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think I've said before that, you know, growing up uh, as a kid, I had a Chinese teacher in third and fourth grade out in California. And we always did Chinese New Year. And um, I, I get a craving every now and then for almond cookies. So it's always a good thing to go get an almond cookie over there. They're like a big sugar cookie, but they have some almond flavor to them. They're a bit yeah. different flavor to them. And, and like don't an they cookie. every now and then, I, I, I couldn't find it now, but isn't this the place that you get the upside down cotton candy? Upside down? Like where they, like, well, it's not really upside down, but like they make this huge, like. Oh, the shapes. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's in the back. It's way in the back. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't see it. Now, so I'm assuming they're not doing it at the moment, but um, they might not be because of social distancing. I mean, we're we're talking close, but the the, the cotton mm-hmm. candy that they they it's bigger than a basketball. It's huge. Yeah, we, 
we got one um, last time or the time before that we were there. We got one of the big lotus flower cotton candies that they do. So yeah, we know what you're talking about. It's it's back in the shop. So if you go straight all the way to the very back uh, of the pavilion, it, it's just inside and on the left. Yeah. Um, it's like almost the outdoor shop in the back um, in the corner. So they, they have a couple different ones they do, but they do this one and they make it look like a giant lotus flower. And you're right. It's a, it's about as big around as a basketball. It was huge. Yeah. Um, and I, I like cotton candy. That's one of the snacks I like. Uh, and we'd never done that. So we got one and we took pictures. <laughs> um, it's hard to do on a humid day. Yeah. Because cotton candy melts like yeah. crazy, like yeah. really fast. It just turns into a, a liquid gooey mess all over you. Yeah. Um, so eat it quickly, share it with friends, start giving it away <laughs> so you can get through it quickly. Cause yeah. It, it, yeah, it, we needed to go in the bathroom and kind of bathe. <laughs> it was melting so fast. And, and I, I remember like now sticky goo everywhere. I, I remember now why that thing is probably closed is because they have the frozen line wrapped all the way back through there. So they didn't want people going in and out of the shops, I guess so much. And it's possible. Yeah. Being in the way of the line and everything. So, um, yeah, but we do have a couple attractions. Yeah, in uh, China too. You have the reflections of China. This is one of those Circle Vision three hundred and sixty movies. So you get to go in and stand and lean against the railing, and um, see the reflections of China all around you. I like um, that. If one. you haven't seen it, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. It, there's some amazing um, landscape and architecture and things in China. It's from very very um, populated, you know, China to you know out where the Great Wall is and the mountains, and it's so you know, densely populated in the cities to nothing out in the kind of the countrysides of China. Um, it's, it's really cool country to see. Um, and then they have the really cool topiary garden and then the whole fountain, kind of the lagoon thing out in front where you have a little Lotus, um, blossom things blooming yeah. out there and stuff. It's kind of cool. Um, you, they do occasionally have a character meet. So when the characters come back, uh, Mulan has been occasionally, on the um, character princess cavalcades but mulan does meet here occasionally mushu would meet with mulan um so if you were ever lucky enough to see mushu and mulan together in china that would be really cool uh, but that's one of the places mulan tends to meet and then um the shopping this is another really cool shopping place uh, we always go and look at the teapots and the tea sets that they bring over from china like i said i'm a tea person i'm not a hot coffee person i don't like coffee at all yeah um so just to see these really cool little intricate um, teapots at the end, they're like dirt cheap. You can get like a, a six cup serving in a teapot for like less than 50 bucks. Um, sometimes for like 30 bucks for four, four cups in a teapot. Um, so there's some really cool things in there. Some very traditional items, um, some Chinese robes, um, all the little luck items that you can get. Um, it's got a, just, a really cool of, place to shop. They got a good selection of fans too there. Yeah, or fans, and lots umbrellas. of like little luck items, umbrellas, um, and different kinds of kimonos. Um, I think you can get the little wooden sandals back there, the shoes. Um, but it's just there's so many really cool little things that you can get back there. Yeah, again, it's um, it's one that you just, we usually don't take the kids in just because there's a lot of breakable stuff. So. Yeah, <laughs> lots of stuff to touch in there too. It's true. Lots of little glass and collectible figurines and the um, Chinese luck dragons, lots of little luck dragons and little Buddhas. Yeah. Um, it, it's, it's, it's a fun place to wander around and shop. Yeah. They have jewelry. They have a lot of little soap purses and things in there, but um, I, I always get a kick out of seeing, you know, the, 
marble chess boards and things. Yeah. yeah it's, it's fun. Yeah. Um, we, we like the topiary garden because it changes every time we're there. Um, it's one of those that they have with the, um, the festivals where they'll rotate the topiaries and, and, um, even when they don't, it's still a little, I guess, Zen garden that you walk through. Um, yeah. it's just kind of cool. Cause it's, it's almost like a little maze cause there's paths and bridges and you go over some koi ponds. Uh, right now I think they have pandas out there. So it, that's pretty cool. Um, and then you mentioned Mushu that is, uh, if you're lucky enough to get the, um, uh, memory maker and you get a photo pass, ask for the magic shot with Mushu. And a lot of times mm-hmm. they'll, they can do that one right there in the, the garden as well. So there's a couple little extra things that we like to do while we're there. Yeah. It's a pretty cool pavilion. Mm. Yeah. And we didn't even mention the arch, the photo, uh, photo pass spot. Yeah. yeah the photo pass spot. And then, um, again, when the Chinese acrobats are there, the tumblers and the jugglers and things, they're right out in front under the arch. Um, it's a pretty cool place to see. Yeah. At their entertainment. Yeah. All right. Well, the next pavilion that we're going to is as soon as you leave China, you're going to take a right. And Alan and I have made this joke several times that when we were there, the line for uh, Frozen Ever After <laughs> went all the way to China. And that's because Norway is right next to China. So, yep. Um, yep. Norway is probably my favorite pavilion uh, for a couple of different reasons. Um, Snacks. Yeah, that is one of them. Um, <laughs> you know, I do. I do really like the food options there. Um Norway itself uh, and, you know, Switzerland and the Alps and that that is somewhere that I've always had like a desire to go. So I really like the look of the, um, the pavilion. Uh, it's a little different that they've since they've taken the trolls out, uh, but they've still kind of kept a lot of the similar stuff there. Um, one of my favorite breakfast uh, places is, is Akershush uh, Royal Banquet Hall. It's a table service, and we've talked about it. it's a character meet as well, where you got Cinderella, Snow White, Jasmine, Mary Poppins, Milan, Ariel, and Aurora all kind of rotating throughout. Um, they're not all there at the same time, but um, usually you get a good mix of Cinderella, Snow White, Jasmine, Mulan, and Ariel, uh, Mulan and, and Aurora, and I think Ariel and Mary Poppins kind of rotate. Um, so you, you get a good selection of them, and then, I mean, if you're sitting down there with breakfast or lunch, dinner or whatever, and they come to your table while you're eating, uh, which is a buffet. It's an American Norwegian buffet. So uh, a lot of um, hand-carved meats, um, salads, uh, you know, rolls, fruit. I mean, there's depending on which buffet you do, the breakfast is, is phenomenal with your sausages and bacons. Um, but it is a good way to get all those characters in. Probably about an hour because that's how long it takes to, to get your food and eat and everything. That's, you know... 20 minutes of a character you're not waiting in line for. So it's fabulous mm-hmm. opportunity for that. And it's really, really good food. Like I said, it's, you know, one of the best breakfasts I've ever eaten on property. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love it. Um, but you are in a Royal banquet hall. So if you imagine kind of like, we'll just use frozen for example, because it's kind of where we're at um, in, <laughs> in frozen where she talks to, you know, Elsa that she's met a man and wants to marry him and everything. They're in a banquet hall. And it's set up very, very similar to that. And you've got different rooms uh, where each character kind of goes to that room while the others are rotating in a circle. Uh, just a really good menu option, uh, food option for, for a table service. 
and we've talked about it, that you know it's one table service versus two for Cinderella's World Table. So um, save on the dining credit there if the dining plan comes back and it's set up the same way. But really, really love that one. And then we have Kringa Bakery Old Cafe. Um, this is I love the school bread. I know a lot of people don't don't like the school bread, um, but this is where it's you a get very unique taste. It, it you is have to like it. It is. You, you love it or hate it usually. But this is home to the the famous school bread. Um, but besides that, they have a lot of sweet pretzels. Uh, they have some flatbreads, uh, a lot of different assorted pastries. Um, I believe you can get a beer in there as well. So um, they have a lot of different varieties of snack options. I can go in there and just get pretty much anything on the menu and absolutely love it. Uh, yeah, I, again, but I like food. So um and I'm a picky person, but I, I walk in there and I'm like, oh, everything on this menu looks good. And I mean, they're super nice. They all have their Scandinavian accent or whatever. It, it's just so cool to listen to them. And then um, it's it's just I don't know, really, really good food. So uh, and, and after that, we've got uh, one attraction. It's the Frozen Ever After. It used to be a Maelstrom. Um, the queue for this, I think, is you know one of the best that they have it's a little dark but as you go in you kind of walk through uh what looks like a cabin and then you get to the streets of arendelle um they've got the lanterns above you getting ready for the festival and then you go through uh wandering oaks trading post and he's in there in the sauna um i, I just think that's a really nice cue it's it's indoors so that that really helps out um and then you go through the Frozen Ever After ride, which is basically retelling of the Frozen movie uh, done by Olaf. And uh, there's a little surprise if you've never ridden it. Um, again, it, it's the same track as the old Maelstrom ride, which a lot of people were upset that they took away. So they did keep a little bit of that in there. Um, I don't yeah, know. It's the exact same ride. It's the exact same ride. It's just been rethemed. Yeah, they, they've changed out. Even the old... Um, troll at the end um is is there he's just the big marshmallow guy at this time so um they, they did a pretty good job of keeping the tradition of that and just updating the characters on it but i, I like the frozen ride i know i probably shouldn't because i'm you know about to be a 40 year old man <laughs> but i think it's cute i think the animatronics on it are good um Sven. Yeah. Sven is stinking adorable. When, when he's sitting there shaking his head because he's all tied up in the, the icicles. Like it's it's just a cute little ride. And they do have some better rides there when you talk about Soren and Test Track. Um, yeah. But it is a good option for kids that can't do those rides. So. Well, and a couple of the Olaf figures they have, there's some great Olaf figures in there that have some great animation to them. Mm. Uh, like I said, Sven, for, for an animatronic, they like got his animated character oh. facial expressions and stuff like he, perfect. He looks so soft too. Yeah. He Sven is amazing in there. Like, I, Ol- I almost think Sven and Olaf are probably the two best character figures in there. Olaf looks like a rock, but I mean, he looks like rock stacked on top of each other, but I mean, he's still That's, the, yeah. the way they did him. It, it's spot on with the movie, but yeah, Sven just looks like a stuffed animal. Oh, I like when he's got his tongue stuck to the railing, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. I'm yep. a Sven's fan. Yep. So, Sven. uh, but you can't go into the Frozen Ever After ride and not talk about Anna and Elsa. 
which sure. do, do make character appearances. Um, they're on the, the cavalcade. We've actually started seeing them outside their um, old meet and greet, which I guess now they're starting to phase them in, or they have phased them in into their traditional meet and greet, which is uh, right outside the, I don't want to say right outside the pavilion because it's still part of the pavilion, but it's um, next to the bathrooms right. versus. <laughs> it's outside the um, the village house. For yes. The yeah. So it's like outside some of the outside doors. So it almost feels like you're no longer in the pavilion, but it's kind of like a little courtyard where there's stroller parking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it used it, it's been previously used as a mask rest area, which is they, they've taken away now. Um, so it's just kind of sitting there all, you know, by itself, but it's, uh, it, it's a good little meet and greet. And, you know, they have, uh, I guess we'll let the secret out. Um, they have a couple of different Anna's and Elsa's in there at a time to help, get the line moving and what um, i don't know what you're talking about well uh i'm, I'm sorry <laughs> but uh, i know a lot of people are like well i don't want to have to wait in line for you know go see on and else it, it really moves pretty quick because of that reason and the lines move pretty quickly whenever you go to one of the indoor meet and greets we'll just yeah, say that for yeah and and i will yes. say a lot of times the anna that we have met is spot on perfect like her, her bubbly little attitude, like it's just, it's just great. Um, she's chirpy, like she's always talking. Uh, it, it's she's she's just great. Like she does a very good job with that role. And then um, again, you, you you may see a different one if you go back, you know, right back to the line. But um, usually, all of them do a really really good job with the Onyx character. So it's it's a fun little meet and greet for everybody, not just little girls, because. Anna loves, or El, yeah, Anna loves uh, the boys as well. She loves picking on them. Um, but, uh, no, uh, no Olaf in that one. Olaf is at Hollywood Studios, yeah. but they do have during the, uh, some of the festivals they do have the Olaf scavenger hunt, and there's usually an Olaf over there as well, or Snowgy, Snowgy is what it is, um, the painted snow glo- uh, monsters, little ones they have on the walls. Um, it's I don't I, I love Norway. It's like I said, it's got some of my favorite stuff. You can get some frozen toys, some Viking gear and winter clothing over in the gift shops. Um, I cannot remember the name of the clothing line that they carry, but I, Hansen. Yes, I only see it there. <laughs> I, I don't see it anywhere else. But every time I'm there, I'm like, oh, this is really nice yep, stuff. The Helly Hansen stuff. Yep. Yeah. So um, you can pick that stuff up. You can get your Viking hel- uh, helmet there with your horns. Um, Let's see what else. Uh, you got a coin press and kid cut station, and then if you are a fan of Marvel, if you take a look at some of the signs in Norway, you will recognize some of the names of some of your favorite characters from the the, the movies Thor, uh, or that has Thor in them. Uh, there's Loki. There's um, I can't even think of the rest of them now. Um, help me out. A lot here. of those characters uh, crossed over from yeah. Norwegian lore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Let's see, there's Loki, Odin, um, Thor's sister, cannot remember her name, but they all have a little um, history or statue or name or something uh, tied into the Norway Pavilion if you just kind of take a look. So uh, it's not all about the kids over there. I mean, it's, it's just a really good pavilion. I guess it's probably my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of fun. It is. It is. Very cool. So, um, last one. We've made our way to the end. Almost all the way around. 
and we're not tired yet. No, but it's, uh, <laughs> you know, if you, if you are a drinker, though, you probably don't want, I don't know, you may want to start in Mexico, but you may not make it all the way around if you start in Mexico. <laughs> so. we, we usually start in Mexico when we start, just so you know. <laughs> Uh, Mexico is one of our favorites. So um, I like Mexico. When you get to the Mexico Pavilion, there's a lot of great choices. So for dining, you have the San Angel Inn. Um, so San Angel Inn is traditional Mexican cuisine. Uh, it's very popular and hard to get dining reservations for San Angel. Um, so just keep that in mind. Uh, that is the one that is inside the Mexico Pavilion. Uh, they also have La Cantina San Angel. Um, so it's also a traditional Mexican cuisine, but it is um, the outside uh, version out near the lake. Um, great views of the lake and the water shows that are going on out there and chose a margarita. So chose a margarita is the margarita stand that's available outside. They have frozen and rocks margaritas in many different flavors. The blood orange margarita over there is very, very popular. Um, if you are a margarita <laughs> fan and I don't see it, um, in our notes, but inside there is actually a, uh, tequila tasting facility. Um, if you have not done this, if you're a tequila plan, um, it's not, uh, it's not an inexpensive thing to do. So you would probably not do it every time you go, um, but they do have a really amazing tequila tasting opportunity you can do in there. And you want to try and book that early because it does fill up. Um, they have some amazing tequila drinks and things that they'll do for you in there. Um, it's very cool. So there's a lot of great food over there. I mean, obviously all tradition Mexican. Um, we did, uh, St. Angeline and my youngest niece, but in the time she's a very adventurous eater. Um, we went in and she didn't want to eat off the kids menu. She's like, dad, can I have the cod? Yes, absolutely. You can have the fish if that's what you want. <laughs> <laughs> so at, at nine, she wanted the cod. Um, so there's really great baked cod option in there. Um, there, but there's, I mean, it's, you know, tacos and enchiladas and, um, some of the baked fish things that they had in there were really amazing. Um, but you can also get, you know, tacos and nachos and things yeah. out by the lake. Um, they, they have the, um, churros, little mini churro bites. Um, we often get nachos and margaritas sit out by the water. Always fun. Um, it's lots of great food options in there. Um, once you're inside the Mexico pavilion, most of this is indoor. Um, you have attractions of the grand fiesta tour starring the three caballeros. They are currently back. <laughs> There's been some issues with three caballeros towards the end of the attraction. Um, they were replaced they by go. signs at one point. Yeah. And then they came back and then Pancho fell over and then he was covered up by like baskets and things while they fixed him. Did, he, like, ha did he have Aflac? I, I don't know if he did. Well, hopefully he did because he's back. So he's back in. Uh, but the, the, uh, Grand Fiesta Tour, it's it's a boat ride like Pirates of the Caribbean or um, Small World you ride through. And it's kind of a uh, tour of highlights of Mexico and some of the Mexican festivals that you can um, experience. It's a pretty cool little attraction. Uh, it's one of those we tend to do quite a bit. Um, there are character meets here. So you can usually meet Donald in his Caballero wardrobe. This is usually outside the pavilion. So when you're looking at the pyramid before you go in, it's usually off to the right. There's a little aztec kind of wall off to the right there. Um, in a little walkway and Donald's usually over there if you want to find him. Um, inside, there's some great authentic Mexican cultural items. You can get um, some really cool Mexican blankets, some ponchos, uh, the woven um, sombreros, uh, lots of great little crafted um, like collectible items and pockets and things. Um, 
a lot of little glass things and things you can get in there too. Um, but again, it, it's another really cool place to go and wander around, do some shopping, um, try the food, try the margaritas. Um, if you can get into the tequila place and try the tequila, uh, it is worth it. Everybody loves that. Um, so there's some pretty cool things going on there. Um, they recently had, they, they do art exhibits quite a bit of yeah. different things. As you first go into the building, the kind of entryway of the pyramid, there's usually a lot of art and things in there. Um, and as you move in, there's different, that rotates through different things. So they had a lot of art inspired by Coco in there. Uh, they do a lot of like uh, Dias de la Morta, the Day of the Dead mm-hmm. kind of um, artwork and, and things in there. It's kind of fun. Um, but they, you have the, they have the music of Mexico band that comes in. So, uh, traditional kind of, um, oh, whatever, what is the band mariachi style bands, um, that come in and play, uh, the Mexican art gallery is cool. The kid cot station. Um, there's another coin press here. We do keep mentioning the coin presses because some people are really collecting those coins and each of the coin presses, as you go around, um, Epcot typically have different things. Hmm. So they would have, you know, something related to that pavilion or something that um, either says the pavilion's name or things like that on there. So if you are one of those folks that likes to collect the coins, um, it's worth knowing where those are. And they change throughout, uh, maybe not throughout the year, but I mean, you you get one this year, you go back next year, the year after. It could be a different one. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, know they so have several cool. different sets of them. So. Yeah, and they have these little booklets you can get that you can put them in. They have like a little clear pockets in there so you can um, put them in these little binders that have clear pockets and you can you know see them through little clear pockets and keep track of them in the binder um they're like eight or ten dollars like that i thought last time i looked at them for these little books yeah uh, maybe 12 but it, but it's kind of fun to have these little things and um i know my my grandmother loved collecting the press pennies um and so she kind of got my nieces into it so they like to do that um, they always pick a different one everywhere they go so it's mm-hmm. kind of fun yeah um but again, a lot of great food and drinks and possibilities here in Mexico and um, definitely some cool shopping. Uh, it is a great pavilion to check out. Yeah, we we, we really like the Mexican pavilion. Um, we do the La Cantina a lot um, because the kids like the nachos and the Mandy and I usually get the tacos or, or, or something. Um but we, you know, you mentioned it's a great spot for views of the lake and the water shows. We will tell you that if you're planning on watching the water show from there, you probably want to get there plenty of time, probably an Way hour early. or so early because it's going to start, uh, you know, filling up. And it's usually a hard one to get a seat at anyway because it's um, a very popular option. Well, and they started actually not letting people in. They used to just be able to go in and get a seat, and they've started recently not letting you in unless you were getting yeah, Unless food. you're ordering, yeah. So, so uh, just keep that in mind as well. But it, it's, it's, I mean, it's really good to just go in, in, you know, if the show starts at 8, grab a bite to eat at 6.30 by the time you get your food and sit down and eat. You're probably closer to, you know, 7.30 anyway, and you just hang out and mm-hmm. um, keep ordering chips. <laughs> Refill your margarita? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Uh, but we, we like it. I, I love the, the art gallery. Um, the Day of the Dead art that they had out there was really, really cool. Uh, the Kids Cot Station is one of the coolest ones they have because they do touch on that subject and do a lot of different um, things there with, with that. And, and, you know, a lot of people probably know this, but the way the Mexican culture is, they use a lot of bright colors. Uh, a lot of things that catch your eye. And I think that tri- trickles down from, you know, 
way back in Central America history. Um, but it's just really cool to see what they can do with the, the Kikot stations and, and the colors. And I think the kids really enjoy it because of that. Um, and, and when it comes to the three Caballeros, I don't know why it's nothing to write home about, but it's, it's one of those that, yeah, we do it all the time too. And every time we have to do it and it's the same ride, they don't change it a whole lot. I mean, Donald gets mm-hmm. lost and blah, blah. And it's just, <laughs> I don't know if it's just cute or if it's just like, because that is the, the, the staple classic ride to do at Epcot that you just got to do it. It's just, we do it all the time too. And it's, I, I yeah. again, I don't know why. It's just something we do. And it doesn't have a really long line and it's inside oh, an air conditioner. So that's, that's always a good thing too. It just makes me a little jealous that, I, we go by the restaurant where all those people are sitting there eating. And I'm like, I've never been able to get a reservation to this place. <laughs> and the one time I, the one time I did, we looked at the menu and like, our kids aren't going to eat. So why are we going to pay all this money for something? They're not going to eat. So we canceled it. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, it was good. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah. So. Man, are we done? I can't believe that rounds us out <laughs> for Epcot world showcase. Wow. It is a lot though. I mean, we, we covered a lot of, things um and we didn't even talk really about a lot of the street performers because they're not there but uh it's just yeah you know we keep talking about it and over and over again but it's just a different park and it's such a unique experience that people think they don't like it and then they experience it like oh it's one of my favorite parks yep definitely a lot of great things going on there yeah so we got even more great things, though. We have a whole lot of news coming out that, um, yes, we'll go ahead and throw it out there. The, the governor of Florida sat there and said that, you know, they expect everybody to be wearing masks indoors and things like that. But that does not include um, Walt Disney World and the county that they're in. This is, you know, other areas close by. So. Uh, we, I've gotten some of those questions about are they bringing the mask back because they've read that and I think they're confused about where Walt Disney World is located. They think, you know, it's in Orlando, Orange County. Um, so right now, Walt Disney World is lucky. So we can go ahead and get rid of that bad news because it's not happening at the moment. We have a lot of other stuff we need to talk about that that's really, really good news because some of our favorite stuff is coming back. Yeah, Walt Disney World is actually in Osceola County. Yeah. Everybody knows. So it's not in Orange County. Um, so that's good news. Yep. But speaking of Epcot... Yes. Uh, as of our recording of this, the Epcot monorail has reopened for the first time since the closure from COVID. So that's amazing. Yeah. I don't know why, but Epcot is just going to feel so much more like Epcot with the monorail going around. Now. Yeah. It just, I, I missed the monorail. It's not a huge thing, but I, I missed the monorail. Well, so, so happy to have the monorail back. Yeah. I, I... So we, the monorail has been running, so everybody knows it's, it's been running around the monorail loop around Magic Kingdom. Uh, but the, from the transportation center over to Epcot has not been running. Not been running. We, we've seen reports or pictures where it's done like a test run through. And I think part of that is just like your car. If you don't start your car every so often, it stops running. You know, you got problems. So I think that's just kind of what they've been doing with that. But I, I, I'm one of those. I wait and wait and wait for that perfect picture for when the monorail comes by to take that picture, mm-hmm. but uh, with it in from in, in front of or behind Spaceship Earth. Mm-hmm. Like it's just one of the best pictures you can get at Epcot. Yeah. So I, I'm excited about it. Um, and then two, it's just another way that I don't have to take the bus to to yeah. Magic Kingdom or 
<laughs> you know yeah so if you're one of the um magic kingdom resorts absolutely yeah so i, I love that the mountain the monorail's back because it does it it's not loud by any means, but when you're walking around, you can tell when the monorail is running and you can tell when it's not running. And it feels different when you're walking around at Epcot without the monorail there. There's just a, another little bit of energy that it mm-hmm. adds to Epcot that we physically noticed was missing yeah. when we've been there so far. Yep. So really there, glad that's back. There have been people that have taken pictures from the monorail while it's running. Already. That mm-hmm. shows that the pathway for guardians of the galaxy is getting ready to be paved. Mm-hmm. So just a little construction yep. update on that. It's um, yep. coming along, still got a long way to go, but it's coming along. So, yeah. A lot of construction. Go. We can see over a lot of those walls now that are going on over there. In Epcot, and there, so there's a lot of walls, <laughs> a lot of walls. In Epcot, a lot of walls. Yeah. But it's all good things. All good things. So, mm-hmm. um, so another thing that uh, is new to uh, the Walt Disney World Resort is over at uh, Coronado Springs. They have touchless beverage machines that have debuted. And um, I'm kind of excited to see this, but also, too, I'm not one of those. It's You know, you're putting your cup up there anyway, like whatever. Germs are all over. Um, but it's just kind of cool, the technology to say, all I got to do is put my cup there, wave my finger in front of the little sensor or whatever, and then I get my drink. So for those that, you know, are a little more uh, germ wary, I guess, uh, this is a cool little option. I experienced it at Kings Island last week where uh, you just basically put your cup up there and it filled your cup up um, without you really having to touch anything. So it was kind of cool. One more of those no touchy kind yeah. of scenarios. No touchy touchy. So <laughs> but. Uh, over at uh, Animal Kingdom. Uh, the lions are currently off exhibit right now. Um, their pride rock area is being refurbished. So hopefully they'll be back soon. Yeah. Um, they've been out quite a bit. The last couple times I've there, I've seen the lions out on pride rock. Yeah. A lot of times they're, they're sleeping. Mm-hmm. So you might see like a tuft of fur where they're sleeping, but you don't see them a whole lot. And I've actually gotten quite a few really good pictures of lions either awake or sleeping in a wait place where you could actually see them. Yeah. So that's been kind of cool. So, Hopefully it's a quick refurbishment and the lions are back soon. So we can go back to seeing Simba's family up there. Yeah. Now I know the lions are off, but we have a, a baby hippo that has debuted. Haven't we? Yep. So, yep. Brand new baby hippo. That was kind of um, cute. Only a few, few weeks old. Yeah. Pretty tiny looking yeah. little baby hippo right now. So yeah. For now. <laughs> For now. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure she'll grow really quick. Yeah. So. Well, well we, ha- we have some Disneyland news. Uh, we can't go an episode without talking yeah. about Disneyland. Um, we have mentioned the cavalcades many, many times on this podcast uh, at Walt Disney World, but we have an update for Disneyland. The Toy Story cavalcade has made its way to Disneyland. We know that the Frozen cavalcade has been out there, um, but the Toy Story Land, uh, Toy Story has made its way to uh, California Adventure. So uh, it's good to see that they have um, decided these are sticking around, and we know that they're sticking around because we got another update on them. That says that um, you can now find the wait time or the, the times listed in the My Disney Experience app for the cavalcades. Disney wouldn't do yeah, that if they were not planning on keeping these around for a while. Yeah, they're not going anywhere anytime soon. They pretty much have said through, I think, through at least the rest of this year yeah. when they started talking about um, the parties that are coming back. So the Boobash and the um, Very Merry Christmas Time party that are coming, um, they have said cavalcades will be involved in those. So I don't expect a full parade. Um, anytime this year 
uh, and then so the cavalcades, it, the way it used to say is you would see entertainment listed and it would say cavalcades from like 10 to five. Mm-hmm. Um, so now they're actually showing you which cavalcades at which times. Yes. So that's actually pretty cool. No more guessing. Yeah. And, which, I don't know. I, I still kind of like this better instead I, of spending so much time sitting and waiting I, and baking I, in the sun. I love it. And, you know, I, I love that they're in the app now for, or, you know, okay. So I don't want to see the frozen one. I've already seen it three times. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, I can go and do something and yeah, wait for one of the other ones. Because yeah. you and I have noticed when we were there that we, we felt like they were running every 20 minutes. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's just kind of nice to know they're listed in the app. I haven't, I've seen all of them except this one. I really, really want to see this one. So you just need, you need to know, you'll have an idea of where the route is by then anyway. So you just have an idea of say, okay, at 1045, I've got to be here to see it. And then you, you don't miss it. Um, Yeah. And it is the normal parade route. It is running a normal parade route. It's just, you need to know when, when to be in that area. Yep. So I love this. I, I think it's great. Yeah. I, I'm really digging the cavalcade. So I think that's pretty cool. Okay, I know you left this one for me because everybody in the show probably thinks I'm an alcoholic, but um, <laughs> the Polynesian Resort. Has I just know you love the Poly. It had nothing to do with the drinks. And this is this is actually one of my favorite places too. So the Polynesian Resort has officially reopened. The monorail station um, is not there yet, but the resort has now officially reopened. So people are staying in the newly refurbished Moana rooms. Um, we're we're kind of getting some cool reviews out of that. And Trader Sam's. Tiki Lounge has reopened. So if you have never done Trader Sam's, you really need to experience it. Um, It's one of those you should do in the evening. Um, They let families go in during the day. I don't think they even open until like four o'clock, but I think they let families go in until eight or nine. And then after that, um, they politely ask if you are under 21 that you exit Trader Sam's. Uh, And then they just, it gets kind of crazy. It's not, it's not non-family it's just there's alcohol and they do fun things. There's drinks that are named after, um, you know, animals and different things. There's, you know, there's the Krakatoa, which is a volcano. And so when you order the Krakatoa, there's volcanoes in the windows that erupt and there's lights and sirens and things that go off and the servers do crazy things. And um, if you get the Nautilus drink, which is a drink for two that um, they tend to walk around with spray bottles and make everybody act like you're swimming because they're going to spray you like you're drowning. And, and it's, just, it's kind of fun and interactive. Much. You can keep the glasses. Yeah, they're a little more expensive if you keep the glasses. You can get them cheaper if you don't keep the glasses, but there's a lot of really cool souvenir glasses. Um, I do have a shelf full of several of those. <laughs> um, but it, it there's some really cool tiki glasses that you can get and collect. So you go, you know, this time you get one glass, you go another time you get one glass. Um, you know, so you start building up a collection, but yeah, Trader Sam's has reopened. It's a lot of fun. It's at the Polynesian. It's a very, very small place. So it's yes. hard to get into. Um, it's a very limited crowd. So just keep that in mind as well. Yeah. I get, it, it's one, I would say you, you've get, definitely got to do once. And you didn't mention that it's kind of small, but, um, at one point you could take your drinks to go. So, yes. um, well, there's an outside portion, but if you yeah. do the outside portion, they don't do as much of the interactive yeah. stuff outside. Yeah. So you can go sit out near the pool, um, on that kind of outside patio over there in between the pool and the, the lounge, there's like a waterfall feature outside. And it's, it's a nice area to sit outside too, but they don't do as much of the interactive stuff. There's a lot of interactive and things that happen in the room. There's a lot of lighting effects. They're 
you know, might be an animatronic in there. Yeah. There's windows that change and do things. Um, there might be a giant octopus arm that moves just saying, yeah, other things happen. So all of the interactive kind of stuff happens inside, but you can get the drinks outside too. If you want to do that. Yeah. It's definitely one that you got to do at least once. So, um, you know, we, we talked about the Mexico Pavilion and a lot of the Coco influence. And there was rumor at one point about um, possibly changing the theming of that to Coco. And those rumors have, have gone away for now. And I think mainly because they have decided to put Coco uh, in with the Mickey's Philhar Magic. And it has made its debut um, at Disneyland. And it's in Disneyland Paris as well. But uh, we don't have a date yet to Walt Disney World, but it is coming to Walt Disney World soon. And um, I, I think that's pretty cool that they've continued to upgrade it. It's doesn't take them much at all to um, there's no shutdown for this. It's just, you flip the switch and you, you change over to the new movie. But um, I think the more and more they add some of these newer movies to that, the more that people will continue to go back and, and watch it. Um, it is a cute little show. Yeah. Phil Horacek is one of the fun 3d mm-hmm. movies to go and see at the magic kingdom. Yeah. So, but I'm glad Coco's Already represented. Happening. Yeah. And I'll say again, that's one of those, the, the previews for Coco did not do it justice. I had zero desire to see Coco. I was like, this doesn't look good at all. There was nothing. There was not enough that gave me the story and what it was about. And it just, I had no desire to see it. And everybody kept talking about how amazing it was. And I'm like, yeah, what are you talking about? So then I finally saw it and they were right. Every it's an, it's an amazing movie. I own it and watched it several times. It's got a very good soundtrack. Has a great soundtrack and it actually has a really great storyline. Yes. So and um, it's a great, great about family and history and tradition and things like that, which is really cool. So yes. it is a great film and I'm glad to see it kind of getting a little more representation. Yeah. I'm sad that the Miguel like puppet that they do occasionally in Mexico hasn't been around. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm hoping that one comes back. Cool. Um, I can say every time lately that I've been in the uh, Disney store here, or our local mall, they have had that Remember Me song playing. And it's, yeah. I'm like, you couldn't have chosen one of the, the non-sad songs to play while we're in here shopping. So. Well, and he was represented on a float in yeah. the Magic Happens Parade at Disneyland, but we don't know when that will be coming back with the character cavalcades. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. One more. Yeah. One more big piece of news. And I, I'm excited about this one. It's not necessarily Walt, yeah, I guess it's Walt Disney World really because it's on property, but. <laughs> um, not technically part of the Walt Disney collection, right? Yeah. Um, but. So uh, the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin um, or hotels over there, they're uh, in the Boardwalk Epcot Resort areas near Boardwalk and Yacht and Beach Club. Um, so you have the Disney World Swan and Dolphin hotels have a brand new facility and new, new tower they've added. And it's called the Walt Disney World Swan Reserve. So they've got a third resort tower over there that's just opening um it's now accepting reservations uh it's a very interesting building uh it looks very it looks different. very pretty yeah so that that's my biggest thing so uh, my personal opinion is it doesn't match the swan and dolphin at all no um it's completely different style and theme from what was already there so i thought that was a little odd it's it's a pretty looking building i think it looks really nice it's very contemporary and elegant um, it's got some beautiful banquet facilities up on the 14th floor that have some great views of Walt Disney World property. So if you wanted to have weddings or 
things like that. You could do that up in the bank facility up on the, you know, the top floor. It, I, I don't know. I have to, I have to experience it. Yeah. Personally. It's one of those. So the outside of it matches the inside of the original Swan and Dolphin does not match the outside of the Swan and Dolphin. You go inside the At Swan all. and Dolphin. It's very elegant. It's very businesslike. It's, it's, um, it's, it's high class. It really is. But the, yeah, out, the outside kinda... of it, yeah, the outside is just very, uh, I don't know. It looks like it's got a little Spanish terracotta flair to it to me. Yeah. Um, it's... with the, with the, um, color choices and, and style and texture, but the new one, it's just, I don't know. Very, very, uh, sleek. Clean it's a pretty lines. building. It's, yeah. It's a very pretty contemporary building. It's got a lot of nice color in it. It just does not go with anything over there at all. No, but if, it like it, totally stands out. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're one of those Marriott people that get rewards and discounts and things like that, it is part of the, the Marriott uh, Swan and Dolphin. So um, again, I mean, we can book that for you. You don't get all the perks of staying on Disney property, but uh, it, it is another option, and it's technically on Disney property, so you're very close to Epcot and Hollywood Studios from there. Um, but yeah, it's, I don't know, it's just different. And like you said, we just, until we see it and experience it and walk around, we're going to kind of hold our reservations. But uh, I don't know, it, it'd be interesting to kind of check it out. Yeah, I think it's a very nice looking building if, if it was on its own. Yes. But it totally does not, does not fit match anything anything in the area no. <laughs> just like i saw it when we were down there under construction and i'm like really yeah. okay and again it's it's like it's not a disney resort per se it's um, not but it's it absolutely is, not it's a marriott resort yeah it is nice to see between that one the star crews are coming um there's rumors about another hotel possibly breaking ground out there yeah uh, there there needs to be some more options for staying on property because some of our favorites, I mean, you and I, we've tried to book a lot of them recently and like, man, they're sold out. Like mm-hmm. especially Caribbean beach right now. It's, it's hard to get a Caribbean beach reservation. Uh, it's very hard to get Port Orleans reservations. Um, you know, when yeah, Polly just announced to reopen and yeah. they're hard to get when, when everybody was waiting for Port Orleans, when, when Polly is finished, I believe that one's going to fill up. Um, people are, people yeah. are wanting uh, more, properties on disney and disney property and so it's nice to to finally start getting those although you know the star cruiser is only going to hold 400 people so yeah <laughs> or 400 rooms or whatever it's not 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 big at all so but i don't know like I said, we'll have to check out the swan and dolphin reserve or the swan reserve whenever it's uh whenever we're down there not against it just not no. sure if i'm sold yet yeah yeah so well i'm gonna stay on disney property anyway that's just me so um but I will check it out for anybody that's interested. Well, it looks like we are at the end of another episode. Um, Thank you guys for joining us. Um, As always, we definitely appreciate any time that you guys have to check us out. And uh, next time you can check us out as we're going to begin a new series inspired by the 50th anniversary of Magic Kingdom. So Alan and I are going to be just kind of talking about 50 of our favorite things, not all on one episode, uh, we're going to we're going to take our time with this one and then run it through the end of the summer up until uh, the 50th anniversary. Uh, but it's going to be good. We're going to be talking about a lot of our different things. We're going to be talking about restaurants, resorts, attractions, um, just our 50 top favorite things, not in any particular order. Just um, just talk about the things we love is 
you know, see if we can narrow it down to 50 anyway. I don't know. That's going to be kind of hard. <laughs> so that is going to be hard. We'll have yeah. to have to like say, okay, they're looking at so many attractions, so many resorts, so many restaurants. Yeah. 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 So uh, it's, 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 it's probably be... do our top 50 restaurants in like five <laughs> minutes flat. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have some guests on with us uh, to just kind of join in and, and help share their thoughts with it. So check it out. Um, again, we're not doing all of it in an episode, but you know, we will do three or four a week and kind of go from there. Um, and as you know, as your mouse experts, we're here to answer all your Disney and universal destination questions and help you prepare for that next magical vacation, wherever the destination may be. If you enjoyed this show, please make sure you share this episode with us. Nope. Please make sure you share this episode with friends and family. Anybody you think might be interested. And, um, we're always looking for to grow our audience so please help us help us get the word out don't forget to subscribe so you never miss a new episode um that is a wonderful feature that i have just taken um you know we say it every episode here to make sure to subscribe so i've actually started doing that on some other things that i listen to and watch all the time and i'm like man they put a new episode out this is kind of nice to know never yeah. done it before that so <laughs> <laughs> uh, but please leave us a comment or send us an email which pavilion is your favorite uh and why um are you team Norway? Are you team Mexico? Or do you like one of the other ones? Um, I mean, they're all different and everybody's got their own taste. So as you guys heard, Alan and I are, are different, um, but we both love the same ones, just one a little bit more than the other. So, um, you know, leave those comments, just reach out to us by one of our contact methods in the show description. And uh, we can't wait to hear from you guys. Yep. All right. And as always, we like to end each episode with a quote. And this one is, uh, an act of true love will thaw a frozen heart. Yes. That's obviously from Olaf, since yeah. we're talking about Norway. Yeah, that is right. We, we Olaf is one of those underrated, underappreciated characters, I think. <laughs> His retelling of the first movie in Frozen 2 is the best part of it, I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's just great. So... Uh, but again thank you guys for listening uh, catch us next time we're excited about our new series and we hope you guys are as well thanks everybody catch thank you next you. time see ya bye bye